week, I went to visit a church that I'm working with in the Portland, Oregon area. I got to my hotel and the desk clerk said, you know about our mask mandate, right? And I thought, well, of course I do. And I'm wearing a mask because last time I was in Portland, I was in an outdoor restaurant and somebody yelled at me and told me to put a mask on outdoors. So I wasn't going anywhere without a mask this time. The desk clerk said, well, our mask mandate ended yesterday. And I noticed he wasn't wearing a mask. So I immediately took mine off and threw it in the trash can. Welcome to the Healthy Groups podcast. I'm your host, Alan White. This weekly podcast for small group point persons gives effective strategies, notable trends, and practical insights from my over 30 years of small group ministry experience, as well as the latest learnings from churches across North America. I will do my best to help you take the guesswork out of groups. For more information, go to alanwhite.org forward slash podcast. We're going to talk today about putting COVID behind us. The last two years have been unprecedented, unbelievable, devastating, incredible. Pretend this is the amplified version of this podcast. You pick the word. Now, as the last holdouts of coronavirus mandates, places like Oregon, Washington, and others are reducing their restrictions, it's time to put COVID behind us and move forward as a church. But moving forward is not the same as returning to life as it was in 2019. Here are some things that you should expect. First of all, don't expect everyone to rush back to church. Churches that have been fully open for more than a year are seeing 50% in in-person worship, where people fall into one of three categories, cautious, comfortable, or curious. The cautious are still not sure they want to take the risk. While COVID numbers are falling, new variants are lurking around the globe. Maybe they're concerned about their health or a loved one's health. They'll probably continue to stay away for a while. Many comparisons have been made between this pandemic and the Spanish influenza of 1918 and 1919. Do you know when the Spanish influenza completely disappeared? Well, it lasted until 1951 when it was replaced by bird flu. Sorry for that bit of bad news. Some of your people are comfortable. It's just more convenient to stay home in their pajamas to watch the worship service while they're eating brunch. Bad habits have formed. Think of a health club membership. Health clubs survive on people paying their monthly dues but never showing up. They intend to show up, but they just have trouble getting there. The same is true for your congregation. If your weekend service is largely built on programming, here's the rub. People can equally access programming at home. So why don't you just cancel your online stream? Because they'll switch over to someone else's online stream. Your weekend service has to be more than programming. They might have to come for programming initially, but they will come back for community. It's time to rethink your Sunday morning. No one is going to start attending in person again just because they're supposed to. Those folks are already attending in person. The third group who've been watching online are the curious. They've enjoyed watching the service without anyone watching them. This is the group to pay attention to when they show up in person. They aren't a quote-unquote first-time guest. They've been watching online for weeks or months. And when they show up, they're ready for next steps. A pastor told me recently that someone showed up for the first time in person, made a profession of faith, attended their growth track, and joined a small group all in one day. When they show up, be ready to engage with them. Next, 
don't expect volunteer roles to fill immediately. During the pandemic, people divested themselves of everything. Going to the office, attending worship services, going to school, volunteering their time, shopping for groceries, going out to dinner, and everything else. Why go somewhere when it can be brought to you? Why live in San Francisco with its high taxes when you can telecommute from Miami and pay no state income tax at all? Why go out to a movie when you can Netflix and chill at home? The world has changed. Many churches who have been open for a while have struggled to offer additional worship services because they just don't have the help they need in children's ministry. Some of the workers left. Some of the workers continue to stay home. Some went somewhere else. Others were just burned out. Much energy and effort will be required to rebuild this. You should count on those who are already gathered in person to help before you expect folks to show up and re-engage immediately. Lead the folks you have. Next, expect people to be gone. The Spanish influenza of 1918 to 1919 was followed by the Roaring Twenties. Hey, we're in the Twenties. Two significant things happened after 1919. First, the Spanish influenza was never mentioned again. People put it completely behind them and didn't talk about it anymore. Second, people were gone. They traveled extensively, both nationally and internationally. They'd been cooped up for too long. They'd been limited for too long. Now they were gone. The Gage Group, a secular research firm in Washington, D.C., predicted during the fourth quarter of 2021 that people were planning for spring travel back at the end of 2021. If you don't believe me, just check the prices of an Airbnb in the hot vacation spots. What does this mean for you and your church? Don't make big plans following Easter 2020. While every church is different based on its region of the country, many people will be gone and you won't see them much until fall of 2022. One exception, I'm working with this church in Gresham, Oregon, whose school year extends into June. So their people typically stay engaged until then, but people aren't officially back in their church until mid-October. Follow the patterns of your community. But if you're launching groups after Easter, plan for a smaller launch. In these COVID times, any gain is significant. Lastly, expect a small group boom in the fall. Barring a fourth major COVID variant in North America, fall 2022 should be prime for a small group boom. Honestly, I thought this would have come sooner. I hadn't anticipated the Delta and Omicron variants. But if things continue as they are, then fall 2022 should be huge for small groups. Begin planning for a major small group launch Create your own curriculum or purchase a published curriculum. Open things up so as many of your people as possible in person and online can start a group with their friends. Remember what Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. You're looking for workers, not leaders. There's a difference. Think about this. As much as you are weary of pivoting in the new normal, things have changed. In a recent webinar, Jeff Vanderstelt said, the Reformation brought the Bible back to the people. This disruption brought the mission back to the people. How could you empower and equip your people to fulfill the mission? How could you decentralize ministry in your church? How can you give your people ministry responsibilities and not just ministry tasks? What are your plans? If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with your friends. 
Another way to help people find the Healthy Groups podcast is to rate and review it wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if I can help you in any way, please contact me at Alan, A-L-L-E-N, at alanwhite.org. Thank you for listening.